1: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday, the 20th of January, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton.
2: And I'm Mike Agavino. Welcome back. This is Episode 5 of Real Life Real Crime Daily. Hard to believe we're at Episode 5, guys. I know it. Rocking it. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, speaking of fun, which may be... Shouldn't be fun, but we've taken a certain liking or a certain interest in uh, a story we've been following about a woman by the name of Taylor Shabizness up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Urban legend.
1: Urban
3: legend. Well, she will be.
2: Well, Shabizness's lawyer says that she's sha crazy. Oh, well, yeah. We're going to.
3: Tell, tell about the crime. Yeah, we're going to gonna,
2: we're yeah. gonna update you on the on the crime. But uh, I first wanted to ask Woody, do you remember the uh, the All Madden team they had in the NFL? It's like all pro, yeah, yeah. but John Madden used right. to do it, and right. and he would nominate his guys for right. all these crazy reasons. Right. So I think we need an All Woody team. Yeah, well, Shabazz is definitely. The I one think way. we. I think we need an All Woody team, and I, I would nominate Shabazz yeah. as yeah. the first. If somebody Member comes the along, I like second beats,
3: that. And I mean, Colbert could be uh, on there also, but Shabusiness is just different. Yes, you well, know, Colbert is. is horrible. It's all horrible, but I mean, you change your last name to Shabusiness.
2: Well, and remember, Miss Shabusiness last year, earlier last year in Green Bay, Wisconsin, committed a gruesome murder of a gentleman by the name of Shad Therian. This was not her husband. This was someone she had a uh, a relationship with out of
3: Webmark. Uh, sexual wedlock. relationship. Yes, a
2: sexual relationship. And uh, uh, Shad Theory will not be having any other sexual relationships yeah. uh, from here on. As a result of that one, he lost his head. He lost multiple other body parts – uh, other body parts were played with after his death in an attempt to arouse them, and all kinds of other crazy things went on. In
3: L- layman's terms, she blew him after he was dead and used sexual toys on
2: him after she, after he was dead. Post-mortem. post yeah. Hence her all-woody nomination. Um, but just to refresh, uh, she is charged with first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse— and third-degree sexual assault. She was supposed to stand trial on October 24th of 2022, but in September, uh, her lawyer argued, uh, uh, well, first, Ms. Shibiznes changed her plea. Her plea had been not guilty. She changed her plea to not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. Mental disease or defect. Any thoughts about that, fellas?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. I'll
3: tell you my thoughts on it. Y'all, I've seen this numerous times, this attempt to be used. um, Insanity plea, if you will, is basically what she's saying. Now, most of the insanity pleas are totally bullshit. Like you know, the person obviously hides the body, or uh, you know lies to the cops, or whatever. You know, it's one thing if you you know kill someone and you plan it out ahead of time. That means you're sane, okay. The, the she business, I'm kind of on the fence by it because she left a head in a mop bucket. Where it could be found by the victim's mother. Then, once questioned about it, she said, Oh, fuck, I left that. And then she goes on to confess uh, Yeah, uh, you, I, I left the head. You're really going to have a hard time finding the rest of the body parts. And I blew him after I killed him. Went into detail how she killed him, that she was choking him out, and then she just kept on one and on. But then she had sex oral sex with him post-mortem then she used sexual toys on post-mortem her words and i not mine To but the i think there's certainly a screw loose that um the you know you can't use the the oh i was high on drugs that's not an insanity defense if, if you're truly insane, you don't try to cover anything up. I think that where they're going to get her on this is she actually cut the body up and obviously put some pieces somewhere so that if she was truly insane, she would have done it and she would have sat there naked waiting for somebody to find her because she's out of her mind. I also think she's a bit cray-cray on the stuff that she did afterwards at 24 years old. So the right. the the – Insanity defense or the competency hearing. First of all, they're going to have that anyway. Uh, even if her, her lawyer hadn't asked for it, the the prosecution would have certainly said, "Oh, this is a first degree murder case. We need to make sure she's competent to stand trial and can assist
2: in her defense." Right. So, so based upon that change in her plea, they postponed her right. trial date pending testing.
1: Yeah, so they had a subsequent hearing where uh, basically they wanted to determine the mental co- uh, competency of Miss Shabusiness. And on on its face, you may think, well, obviously she's got to be crazy. I mean, this girl cut off body parts; she was uh, performing oral sex on a corpse. Uh, all of these sorts of things. They still do these competency uh, tests and. It's important to note that she was high on meth during this whole thing. I mean, uh, not defending her actions, but I, I doubt this was a common thing with her. What, those, whether those drugs had a weird effect, I mean, I think is apparent, but that obviously plays against her in the mental uh, comp- uh, competency here. It's her choice to use the drugs. 100%. right? 100%. Um, so she was found competent. To stand trial uh, uh, by a judge, and her attorney basically did not agree with that, and filed another request for a mental competency uh, test. you know, on these tests, they they'll send them to whatever,
3: like in Louisiana, it's the um, in the East Louisiana uh, hospital, if you will, for the criminally insane. Now, there's some people in there that. That's they're gonna die there. That's their prison. But anybody who gets tested gets sent to this facility, and these shrink,s and they run numerous tests. It's not just one test. They do all kinds of evaluations, etc. And they come back and they give their opinion. They they can either uh, assist in their. The main worry is if they're so crazy that they can't assist in their own defense, right? In the Naturally, they came back on she business and said, yeah, well, you know what? She did a lot of crazy shit,
1: but she's not insane. Her attorney, Mr. Jolly, uh, the, they have some great names, last names for the she Business and Jolly. Mr. Jolly basically uh, had a quote, and I'm not going to read you the whole quote because it's boring, but he basically said upon his discussions he had with his client, he uh, he had some concerns regarding her ability to understand the proceedings and assist in her own defense. He also uh, received some jail records and that created some concerns for him and her behavior in the courtroom created some concerns for him. So based upon that and the fact that she had been on suicide watch since August 31st of 2022, uh, the concern warranted his request for another exam
2: is there a limit to the number mm, of requests you can make
3: I, I don't i don't think so i mean you can come back and and request it again if she does something else crazy right but, uh, but in so many cases when they try to use insanity Plea. They're going to go in in jail and, and strip naked on suicide watch and shit on themselves. And I've I've actually seen this happen: defecate and rub it all over themselves. They're going to try to act crazy as fuck because you know you're about to get the death penalty if they have it in this case. But the no, I mean they're erring on the side of caution, basically. And of course, the judge is not going to refuse. Refuse it. I'm sure she's done a bunch of crazy shit in jail and everything else. The um, But, I mean, give her, let her have the test.
1: And I so would like, imagine that they have – you know, this is judge's discretion. They don't have to approve a second one, much less a third, fourth, fifth. I don't think there's a wall. The, the judge is afraid if
3: they don't do it, and it's a reasonable request because her courtroom annex and the shit she's sending to jail, then they go to trial. They, the judge is always looking – at the appeal, they get she gets found guilty. They're going to appeal, saying she was crazy. You didn't give me a uh, my test request, so they're going to give it to him.
2: But that, but that doesn't necessarily delay the trial.
3: Yeah, you can't go to trial until they you can the they result? can make their defense If if she's too crazy to help in her defense. You got to have the test done, and and then after the test done, if it comes back says she's competent again, the thing is that you still you lost that time in preparing your defense. So the trial is going to be delayed. Then the, the next court they have, it's going to be delayed, too.
1: Well, and in this case, Judge Walsh did note that the defense could get another exam. However, she did note that it is not going to hold up the scheduled trial date. So she basically put their feet to the fire and said, you want to get another exam, that's fine. But, it, you know, this trial is going on on yeah. Unless this date, unless
3: theory. the second exam or their their exam comes back and they say she's crazy, but you go ahead and keep preparing because this can't be a delay tactic. So I get that, but you know,
1: now she's uh, charged y'all with. Well, you already covered that. Yep. Okay. So, that, I mean, know.
3: the charges are serious. It's going to be on appeal. I don't know um, if the state has a death penalty or not. But regardless, the judge is, is going to grant that competency hearing because if they come back and they say she's not competent and they find her guilty of trial, then they're gonna get it overturned on appeal and you're wasting
2: taxpayers' money and it's your business will do
3: her business.
2: Well there so there is a new trial date scheduled for March sixth, right, twenty twenty three, and as the first nominee to the all Woody team. I'm smelling the first real life, real crime daily road trip up to, <laughs> right. up to green Bay. It's still a little cold in early yeah. March, isn't it?
3: Look, I get yeah. a t-shirt in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's about a 17 hour drive. I go up there turkey hunting. We uh, could yeah. even bring her a well, shirt. It we, says, welcome to the Woody, all Woody team. Yeah, we could, we need, Actually, need to go up there and cover
2: this. Well, maybe we root for another delay that takes us into springtime. Oh, it's and getting, then it's going to delay.
3: I can promise you that Mars six bullshit.
2: Okay, so uh, lawyer Jolly, keep filing the uh, extensions and the and the tests so that we can come up in the in the spring and and maybe do a meet and greet with your business. Wouldn't that be great? We love. Moving on to another favorite of ours, Taco Vigilante. So there's been some developments in the Houston case of Taco Vigilante. Let me remind you guys of this story. So this is a gentleman who happened to be enjoying a taco at his favorite neighborhood, Takeria, in Houston, Texas, when a young man walked in and uh, wielding a handgun and instructed every one of the patrons to hand over uh, their money. As he began walking around tables and collecting the money, uh, taco vigilante waited till he walked right by his table. He then promptly stood up, got behind the bad guy, and as I said last time, he shot him up good.
3: Yeah, you said he killed him good. Killed him good. Yeah, yeah well, right. he,
2: he may have killed him too good. <laughs> Based upon uh, what's happening now, which is that activists in Houston are calling for the arrest of Taco Vigilante, who is still not named in uh, uh, any of this reporting. And they're saying that he went from being a law-abiding citizen to a lawbreaker when he continued to fire despite there being no threat. And so, Woody, you know exactly what happened. You have described it. What would you think the over-under on shots fired should be in a situation like this?
3: It's, it's maybe he got away with it with the first shot fired. But when you are certainly, I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, he shot him in the back to begin with. And then when as he goes down, he puts eight more in him. I mean, it's like the last episode of Real Life, Real Crime Daily, with a chiropractor tried to give his wife lead poisoning. This dude was doing the same thing to the talk of vigilante, gave this dude lead poison nine times. So well, I think he, he's he's definitely going to face something. Problem is, he also left the scene.
2: The update it's, is that you act. have this activist group now. So he's gone from hero to now his hero status is being challenged directly right. Right. by, They're calling by for activists who yeah. are calling for uh, him to be charged and there is a grand jury that is uh, investigating the case they've not uh, identified him as uh, as I said but by the way, it wasn't clear whether all nine shots had right. been uh, had made contact with the target right. so it's possible that his lead poisoning isn't quite as Leaky, bad right. as uh, as it, as you intimated but it still uh,
3: sprung leaks evidently
2: yeah and the the activists point out that the manner in which uh Taco vigilante left the scene uh after the nine shots uh he um uh he uh, threw his cup on the uh the bad guy if <laughs> he's still the bad guy uh on the uh on the floor of the Taqueria as he walked out to uh to get in his uh his vehicle which we yeah. talked extensively about last yes. time so
3: so he Shoots him, kills him good and thorough, and then throws his cup on him
2: as he's walking
3: out and doesn't call authorities. I think the if he had just called the cops, he wouldn't be having this issue.
2: Probably. I mean something needs to ha- needs to happen. I mean the message to the public here, if nothing happens
3: is it's Texas, baby, and you got a right to defend yourself.
1: But, That's right, I mean, and I mean, how many shots, uh, just because, you know, in my mind, look, I'm not a, a, my defense to that would be, hey, I'm not a police officer, I'm not a, uh someone that goes around shooting people all day long, and I, I have no, I don't have any idea how many shots it would take to stop somebody, I've seen people get shot three and four times and keep coming, yeah, look, I'm gonna unload. I have 16 rounds and they asked me
3: why did I shoot him 16 times I'm going to say because I didn't have a 17th round right
1: right. I yeah, mean you're... this guy could have killed everybody in there we don't know right. what his intention was right. either um, well, he could have been robbing and then he's going to turn around and just kill the whole place right. the, the whole thing wouldn't have happened had he not gone in there and, and robbed him
3: with a toy gun Right, or with a gun period right so just,
1: mm, tough one
3: dumping
2: we, a drink on him and, yeah, that's, and but that's I
1: can kind of what districts. I can what I I am with Mike that something is going to happen to him just from the aspect right. of they they do not want to set a precedent that everybody can go around unloading a weapon on somebody just you know because well, they can well, rob him. Yeah, I mean you you killed
3: him but then you throw you drink on him as last disrespect right Well and the then authorities uh, and yeah. the
2: authorities in Harris County uh are saying that it could be that they may go after uh, abuse of a corpse yeah. as, the, uh, yeah. as the crime, which is, a, <laughs> that's which is so, somehow a misdemeanor. That's a misdemeanor. So that's a misdemeanor yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, they, That, that can't be
3: for the, the other eight rounds he put out. Maybe the, that's for throwing the drink on him because, <laughs> I mean, you don't know which, which shot killed him.
1: That's my
2: point.
3: Yeah. But, hey, throwing the drink on him, that's pretty cold blood. And just walking out, I'm going home. See you later.
2: Shout out. Yeah, I think I had him with a chance to get on the All Woody team until I saw the
3: yeah. dumping
2: the drink on him. And yeah, he's 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 screwed. That in the truck, we we can't let him. Yeah, the truck let is him a, in. So the, the pimp ride. Taco vigilante. Like you. Drug, uh, uh, good luck to you, sir. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing
1: us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's Health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20 minute video explaining step by step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com rlrc and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's b a d l a n d s f o o d
2: dot com slash r l r c. You guys remember the former governor of the state of New Jersey, Chris Christie?
3: Yes, and also worked with Trump for a while and everything else,
1: and slammed Mark Rubio in the debate, True. and Mark Rubio was never heard of again in the presidential election. Yep. If you'll remember. I yeah. do remember.
3: He's a career politician. One of the
1: yeah. best probably two minutes I've ever seen in the debate. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely ate Rubio's lunch. But Governor that's for another Chris, Chris
2: Well, he's got a uh, a niece that might have some etiquette issues. <laughs> so his niece was at the Louis Armstrong Airport just down the road in New Orleans back Uh, Thanksgiving time and she was forced to get off an airplane for – because she asked (laughs) – she she asked passengers who appeared to her to be Latino whether they were drug mules. (laughs) Um, She also kicked and spit on Jefferson Parish sheriff's deputies as they tried to detain her and get her off of the plane. Her name is Shannon Epstein. She's 25. She was boarding a Spirit Airlines flight to New Jersey. And like I said, she asked a family that was seated near her, whom she perceived to be Latino, if they were smuggling cocaine.
3: Uh, like maybe she wants some
2: cocaine. Uh, that's according to Captain uh, Jason uh, Rivardi of uh, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. He said that airline workers requested Epstein be removed from the plane as she became increasingly irate and the plane which had started to taxi to the runway returned to the gate. When the deputies arrived, Epstein refused to exit the jet bridge and when they tried to arrest her, she became extremely combative.
3: Yeah, and the problem with that is... You know how narrow planes are, right? And then I imagine a spirit airlines Thanksgiving time, the spool, and they go to put, you know, they were have given her verbal orders, extra planes. She's like, fuck yourself. I'm trying to talk to my drug mules. And they have to then, uh, the use of force continuum is what it's called. They, their next step would have been either soft empty hand control, which is actually putting your hands on them and escorting them all. And they certainly wouldn't have used freeze plus P, which is actually right after verbal commands um, because it would have infected everybody on the plane. So you have to put hands on them. Now you're in a – I don't know what this lady's size is or anything, but you have to put hands on them and then the fight's on. Now let me tell you something. I don't care in movies or whatever you see, it's hard to get somebody – handcuffed if they don't if they want to resist male female it doesn't matter and the tighter the confinements are like they are on an airplane uh it's it's fight on
1: yeah so we don't know if these six deputies that uh tried to arrest her were female male whatever but i mean there's some things to keep in mind here number one if you're male and you've got a female that you're arresting. I don't care what anybody says. You're going to take a little more care with a female. If that was a male, they would have tackled him, grabbed him. You know, however, they had to grab him. A female, they're probably a little more cautious. You're also doing this in public, yeah on a on a plane and on a jet bridge where you have. Where you have people watching you. They're around you. Right. They're watching you. Guess what? Everybody's got a cell phone. Right, right. So, you, you know, there's that to consider, too. So the last thing you want to do is have six, let's assume they're male deputies, trying to take this uh, lady down and everybody's filming it, and they're manhandling her and throwing her against walls. That's not going to happen anymore, not in this day and time. But you still got to do your job. Still got to do your job, and that's just what they tried to do, and eventually they did get her handcuffed. Um, My point is they probably took a little more care than they would with a guy. Um, In in the scuffle, she actually bit (laughs) Uh, some deputies. She kicked another in the the groin. Yes. She was fighting, right? right. And and uh, so w- I haven't seen the video of them uh, arresting her, but it's funny that it to- took six of them yeah. to do it. But I can kind of see it's that not, if it was six not, guys, man, because they're not going to just tackle her.
3: It, but I, I don't care if it's guys and girls. It's a hell of a lot harder to get somebody down, especially in a confined space. And get handcuffs on them and get control especially at some point she bit one of them and i'm sure he's backed the fuck up right yeah and just to even get your hands behind their back that's why on females on our used to force continuum right after verbal commands you could spray them and i used to love it and a female would get out and be like "Man, turn around put your hands behind your back go fuck yourself i'm like okay And I spray it, and and then they're like, for first minute or so, it doesn't hurt that bad. And then your eyes involuntarily swell shut, you can't breathe, and everything else. It's a gift that keeps on giving. But I would spray them in a heartbeat, so I didn't have to put my hands on them until. I mean, they weren't fighting after the spray, but you can't spray in this this confined space. But six, it's not unheard of, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been piles like that. We call them a scrum with me and five other guys on one guy. And you're fighting, and everybody's trying to grab a limb and get their arms back. And you know, your buddy gets bit and she kicks somebody
1: else in the nuts. And six is what it is. Well, and she was also screaming during this uh, melee that uh, her uncle oh, is personal God. friends with Donald Trump. That's right. So uh, I don't to. know what you're thinking you're doing trying to handcuff me, uh-huh. but <laughs> yes. I'm going to get the Donald yeah, on you, the phone.
3: The, the, the Donald? Yeah. The true victims. I've in, been arrested. Yeah. The true victims in this story are the people, and they may not even be been Latino, that, they, that she had the gumption say, hey, y'all drug mules. Yeah. And then she's going to take on the whole Air Force Department uh, so, from Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Y'all, y'all like sell cocaine? Hey, and he, yeah. The other, the it. other real victims in the story are the people who are riding Shitty Spirit Airlines to begin with, <laughs> and they got to turn around and, and taxi back to the gate.
1: That's what I'm wondering. What right? is she doing riding Spirit right, Airlines right. with I mean, you know like like your, your uncle's freaking personal friends with the Donald? Right. And you're on Spirit? Yeah. Hey,
2: don't, don't knock Spirit.
1: I, 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 I don't mind Spirit, but, you know, I, I, I'm not... I've ridden them. I mean, I you would to, think but, she'd have a private plane or something. Uh, yeah. And actually, she had some money. Look, she got arrested. She... Uh, they actually handcuffed her to a wheelchair um, eventually so she could... Mo- she wouldn't walk. So they handcuffed her to a wheelchair to roll her out. And the most interesting thing about that was as soon as she got to... Uh, you know, jail. She bailed out, paid ten thousand seven hundred fifty dollars.
3: Yeah, so, that so she
1: had money. That's over probably her. saved that delta
3: money. Twelve percent of it, yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe she didn't buy the snacks that pre-purchased the snacks yeah. from Spears or pay for right. carry-on back. But you
2: would think a private plane or something.
3: I oh, mean, man, I don't know. That story is fucked up. Oh,
2: folks, if if you search uh, Shannon Epstein, New Jersey, or Shannon Epstein, uh, Chris Christie, you will get some images. This does not. In any way, look like no. the kind of person who. So, she had to be hammered. Oh, yeah, she had yeah. to be hammered. I mean, Air-poured alcohol. And, that's right. Can you imagine being on that plane, seeing this yeah. hammered girl walk on and ask this family <laughs> are you if, they, drug, if they were are you, smuggling? Are you
3: drug cocaine? mules. Are
2: you drug mules? What the fuck? Uh, and then she's mules. then she's shouting that she's that she knows Donald Trump and his Chris Christie's yes, niece. Yes, indeed. Uh, did Chris Christie offer any comment?
1: No, he did not. Actually, uh, the, uh, not surprisingly. I mean, uh, they reached out to him, left a couple messages, and
2: uh, he had no comment. And he
3: probably just her years ago. <laughs> yeah, he probably she might have asked him if he was a drug mule.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, here's another exciting opportunity for Real Life, Real Crime Daily to go on the road. Yeah. Epstein was booked on six counts of battery battery on a police officer, three of disturbing the peace, one of resisting arrest by force, and one of remaining after forbidden. I guess she wouldn't leave. uh, As Jim mentioned, she paid her bail. The good news is she's scheduled to return to New Orleans for a court appearance on January 23rd. That's next week.
3: Uh, I bet you that shit's not going to happen. She's going to forfeit at $10,000 and bail, and they're not going to say. Yeah, she she's going to plead. They might
1: get to negotiate. Yeah. Chris Christie will defend her.
2: Yeah. I'll reach out and see if she's available for an interview. Former
1: U.S. US yeah. attorney, by the way, for those Chris Christie fans. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great story. That's right. And he memorizes 30-second speeches,
2: possibly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There it is, folks. The memorized 30-second speech. (laughs) Only on Real Life Real Crime
2: Daily. Well, I've never seen someone sweat in a debate (laughs) so bad. Good luck, Shannon. And I hope that Uh, uh, Latino family is not in the audience. Right. uh, Oh, my God. Right. Moving right along, guys. There are cold cases, and then there are really, really cold cases. cases. (sighs) Nice. is that? Sound effects. We have a cold case that is 5,300 years in the making. (sighs) It's hard to believe, but the bitter cold can do a lot to preserve uh, a body, and that's exactly what happened in this case. A frozen body was found accidentally in a remote area of the Alps in northern Italy. When people first looked at it, the corpse seemed to be – a hiker or somebody who had fallen to their death and it looked like any other,
3: uh, dead frozen, person. any other dead frozen,
2: <laughs> any other icicle. Um, but that's not what was actually, uh, there, Jim, you want to tell us about
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and before I, we kind of dive into this, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, they want to hike, um, the, What's the main? At Mount Everest. Yeah. So Mount Everest is common for these people hiking up that amazing mountain and they get as far as they can go and they end up passing away from the elements and you can't take them down. it's it, That body is just there forever. Well, they have hikers as you go along Mount Everest to hike to the summit that are still there today that have been there a hundred years yeah. that you, you Could've. just kind of walk past and they're frozen in the, yeah. you yeah. know, so this, is this is a real thing. Uh, and, it could be and a, I couldn't a, imagine
3: avalanches too. And then the snow melts and they're, and they're found.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, so th- there's many bodies on Mount Everest that are just frozen there. Some of them, they know who the people are. They, they these are documented accounts and, uh, could you imagine hiking up a mountain? You're passing a dead guy, and you're like, man, what am I doing oh, up boy, here? Yeah. yeah, so uh, it does happen, but in this situation, uh, the the gentleman was really found accidentally. He was shot in the back with an arrow, and he was perfectly preserved, so totally frozen solid. The arrow hit the main artery, and death was almost instantaneous. They could tell that. Uh, remember, he's 5,300 years old. Uh, so they called, well, I can tell you who they didn't call. They didn't call Woody, so they didn't call the most renowned detective yeah, in the uh, world, Woody. but maybe one of Europe's most renowned, which is Inspector Alex Horn. And they said, look, we want you to investigate this, and we want you to tell us exactly what happened to this frozen What they term is the Iceman. Iceman
3: got shot in the back.
2: Oatsy the Iceman. Yeah,
1: Oatsy. I can assure
3: you all, listeners, that when they brought in this inspector, um, although they would have done an autopsy, obviously like they did and they found out the artery was severed and they shot him back, they they are not actively pursuing any leads for bad guys. 100%. (laughs) 100%.
2: So, so they actually, they cornered him in a shack. That
3: dude and, got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> or that female got away with it. Hey, we'll go back to our last episode of Real Life, Real Crime Daily when we talked about the uh, Mafioso boss. Mm-hmm. They just got maybe some of his
1: people. That's right. And <laughs> so, Alex was excited because he had a lot of things that you need in a case to really make it stick. He had a well preserved body. He had an untampered crime scene, yeah. right? And all the evidence around this body was still sitting there. The weapon, everything. As a matter of fact, the victim was one of the most well-preserved mummies ever, ever Yeah, in the history of frozen mummies. Yeah. <laughs> Ice, people. All
3: right, he said, came that, from the, that was original cryogenics, right?
2: He came from the Copper Age. I. I've never heard of the, copper, the age. copper
3: age. That's when they they went from stone to you start using the copper for blades and and stuff like that. They this I'm kind of a history buff, but yeah, you know, that, as you, time goes right. on, the copper age, bronze age, whatever.
2: Oh, I, I thought that, that that referred to like kitchen fixtures and when they went from <laughs> stainless steel to the sinks just, now. Very I, similar, I those very similar,
3: Hand pounded out uh, <laughs> copper sinks in, in new homes.
1: Well, the interesting thing was back in those days, uh, people were not the size they are now. Right. Um, we would be considered giants to right. to uh, fifty three old, hey, fifty three hundred year old men. We are giants. We are giants. That's right. Like world in the industry. <laughs> that's right. So he was five feet five. He weighed one hundred and ten pounds, and they could even tell he was around the age of forty five. They said he had a really good physique, which made sense, because back then all you did was walk and climb. It's like right? you're on top of a mountain, you better
3: have a good physique.
1: Yeah. Uh, he wasn't eating any McDonald's french fries. You know, so. <laughs> That's right. No drive throughs in those days. And he had a, you know, they found next to him a copper axe, which even back then was valuable. Even now right. it'd be yeah. valuable. Absolutely. I mean, copper ain't cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> Yeah. I'm I mean, all, the wine, all the copper wire. All the copper copper gets stolen now. Yeah. yeah, I'm
2: going to check eBay to see if that thing's up there. there you go.
1: <laughs> now, um, the interesting thing about this case, Woody, and I'm sure something you can testify to is that the first thing you would do is kind of start looking for wounds and things like that that right. caused the death. Yeah, I mean, it could have been some. Joe blowed a guy,
3: rolled over in an avalanche, right? But this guy had an air stuck in his back. Air in his
1: back, and he had an old wound on his right thumb yeah. that happened. They were able to tell what happened two days before his murder. That blows my mind. That's pretty crazy. That's insane that you can come down. Uh, this happened two days before. And this was 5,300 years ago, y'all.
3: And I'm going to go out on a limb there, and this and call bullshit on that one, but... The, uh, <laughs>
1: Well, it, I mean, Alex, I disagree.
3: Alex, I'm just fuck with you, Alex, but the, uh, if you can say he had an injury two days before, whatever, I mean, it makes a they, little more sense. They found his so. calendar. The saber tooth, uh, rock breaking tiger attacked him, <laughs> him two days he had on the climb up the mountain. Yes.
1: <laughs> or woolly mammoth. So here's the letter, one of my favorite <laughs> animals ever. Definitely my favorite dinosaur ever or whatever um so here is he reconstructs it alex says not only can i tell you how he died but i can tell you almost who killed him and how they killed him and all this so he said that the ice man had a fight with someone in the village a fight he won after sustaining serious injuries in his thumb and body so after that he flees the village. He takes off right, and he makes a treacherous journey up a glacier. And it was the actually a glacier that separates modern day Austria and uh, Italy. After covering up a, a, a long ways, right, he's trying to make distance. He feels safe and he starts to relax. He makes a camp. In a protected gully on a mountain saddle, spreading his belongings around as he's eating his last meal of Ibex meat and Einhorn wheat. I just had that (laughs) yesterday for dinner. Uh, Possibly in the form of bread. After finishing his meal, he continues his journey, and here's where the attacker surprised him. His killer came in, shot him from the back with an arrow from a distance of about 100 feet. They can even tell how far <laughs> away he was. <laughs> He's uh, some mama so crazy, of mama huggers, so crazy, huh? Yeah. The arrow went under his left armpit, ripped through a fatal artery, and killed him instantly. The angle of the arrow shows that he was either shot from below or behind or was hit from above and behind. Yeah, actually, I think it the, the, he committed suicide. <laughs> Man, that would shoot Alex's theory, right? It to shit. Shoot it up left
3: in the air and then turn his back around so he could get it.
1: So Alex has reconstructed the whole thing. He said, Wonder no more about what is it? Ortie? Ortsie. Oatsy. Oatsy. Well, the where's the village? Oatsy's family finally has resolution oh, yeah, on so what yeah, happens. Hey."
3: Good job there, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to need to
2: see Keith Morrison yeah, walking yeah, through the right. Alps in yeah, like yeah. six feet of snow, villages,
3: and and you know what he ate and whatever. Look, hey, but you know what? Hopefully, whatever. I
1: don't even, let, yeah. let me let me ask you this though, Woody, and and then we'll get off off this subject. But actually, I'm curious about this. So they have a faces lab in yeah. in Baton Rouge at LSU. Jimenheim used to do it. and Now she's retired. And goodness. yeah, d- totally. Now my son is in is studying anthropology, right. and one of the things he wants to be a archaeologist that focuses on like old Indian burial grounds and things like that. So uh, he's about to, you know he's like a year and a half from graduating in that, and then he's it's a long story. He's got to go to like PhD school and all. But my question is, uh, the Faces Lab in Baton Rouge studies. Bones in murder cases, primarily, I believe. Um, well, they try to tell me, tell me about because this is a real deal. They were able to age this guy and everything. Yeah, I think the
3: the difference between this one and what Mary Mannheim and Face Slab did, um, is this guy's preserve, right? They're not not reconstructing the face to, to try a lot of what they do is on Jane Doe's and John Doe's that haven't been identified, they'll go back and rebuild um they'll they'll study the bone size whatever it may be and they'll rebuild these sculptures if you will and then put it out in new stores they've had a lot of success with it mad success uh genius but this guy he was frozen now what village he came from and he had a fight in the village and all that bullshit, whatever i mean yeah you could just write whatever narrative you want to he's preserved uh, no, no doubt that he had an air through his back, and they could tell it punctured and artery and all that. I get all that. The rest of it, come on, <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's boy, got tired and sat in the gully, <laughs> eating wheat, <laughs> shooting his ears up, so get him in the back. Now I still think it's a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that's just as plausible as him saying he got in a fight two days before and the won US the fight. Yeah, won the. How do you know he won the fight? Because <laughs> he interviewed the, the witnesses,
2: right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be pretty pissed if I walked you know, forty miles through glacier and mountain to escape after that fight, only to get shot in the back yeah. by two arrows right from a
3: hundred. You say hundred yards away? I don't know, you can't fucking shoot an arrow a hundred yards. It Especially had to be like on, back then, hundred feet. Maybe. It's like an elephant. Yeah, it's not a, a crossbow. With shooting four hundred twenty feet per second, uh, uh, uh whatever. <laughs> good story. Really it was interesting. Good, it is interesting, and I just don't. Think that they can prove I uh, certainly they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt in the village and the fights and then he won and whatever.
2: Wait for the dateline.
3: Yeah, hey, you know what? Wait for the dateline. Yeah, Mark. right. Dateline.
2: Our next story is another unbelievable story. This is about the convict who pimps out his daughter's dormitory. (laughs) Prosecutors are seeking a life prison term for an ex-convict who extorted and forced into labor or prostitution some women he met at his daughter's on-campus housing at Sarah Lawrence College. This guy's name is Lawrence Ray. And uh, the federal courts are – Uh, are charging him with heinous crimes that he groomed and abused his young victims as he took sadistic pleasure in their pain and enjoyed the fruits of their suffering. This guy's 63 years old now. He was convicted last April of using threats and violence to enrich himself with millions of dollars as he ruined the lives of his daughter's friends, watching them descend into, quote, self-hatred, self-harm, and suicidal attempts under his coercive control. His sentencing is scheduled for next Friday. So we're talking about a sentencing here. His lawyers are arguing for leniency Mm -hmm. because, believe it or not, Lawrence is a victim. Mm -hmm. They're saying he should face just 15 years maximum because of his own physical, sexual, and psychological abuse suffered as a child and through his young adulthood, that his abuse bears a striking resemblance to the conduct underlying the offense's he now stands convicted of. So his lawyers are, are taking the the victim stance. So he was convicted at a trial after weeks of testimony that chronicled his psychologically manipulative relationships with these young people. So first of all, I don't get, how do you just move in, and you're you're just out of prison, how do you move into your daughter's dorm?
3: Like
2: master where, where can manipulator. you do that? Yeah, master manipulator.
3: And on the... Um, Victim, the part. I submit to you, there are millions of people who have been sexually abused and physically abused who don't go on and pimp out their daughters' dormitory. Right? Yeah, I hate There's
1: millions of people and they don't do that. I hate it for the victims in this
3: case, but this guy had to be the ultimate player.
2: Well, and I don't know if it was at this point, but Sarah Lawrence for years was an all girls school. I don't know if by – I know they've changed now uh, to be co-ed, but I don't know if they were still all girls in 2010. But I, I just still don't understand how somebody moves into
1: – Well, I mean, on, you get out of prison and, you you know, you got nowhere to go and you're, you have a daughter. Maybe your daughter loves you and you say, hey, I, I, I'm going to be on the street. And she says, well, you can come live at my dorm until you get – yeah, but then you how could, do you transpire from that? To pimp, pimping but, out the whole dorm? No, I'm not defending it, it, him. W, I'm just saying I can see how so he maybe, ended up there.
3: Maybe they were running like a backpage or a Craigslist type situation because I can't see all these Johns when he's making millions of dollars. All these Johns coming into the dorm and being serviced like a,
2: a whorehouse. Well, is he just paying everyone? Because every dorm, every school I've ever been to has an RA. Right. So, so there's somebody in charge of the well-being they, of the I'm girls in that it dorm was was a, them out too.
1: well, and I'm curious if it was an actual dormer, if it was an apartment complex on the campus. I mean, uh, LSU yeah. has 40 apartment complexes that aren't technically dorms on the campus. That, I mean, they're just anybody uh, uh, can rent them. Well, right? they
2: consistently throughout uh, this version and and others I've read on the story. Refer to it as a dorm, and so I, okay. if it well, was off-campus it, housing, you'd use apartment or something like that. So
1: right, and and what I was thinking was, I'm like you, I don't think that could have taken place in a dorm. I think they're referring to it incorrectly. That's just my my thought. But how how do you how do you, like you say, there's an RA in a the dorm. There's no way all this could have taken place. Uh, he wouldn't even be allowed to live in it. Um. Well I mean, if he's, it was he's 63. if you it was three. can't hide
2: if, if it was still an all girls school, that RA would have been uh, a woman and presumably he could have put her to work. Right. As that's well.
3: what I'm saying. Maybe may turn her <laughs> out too. God. He must have been a that's what I'm saying. the he, original he player a, from, original from the Himalayas OG well. gangster. Wow. Film, right. Well Pimpin ain't easy, right? Pimping ain't it, easy. That's they, right. They, they, I'm not making a light uh it, Yeah, This shows you how fucking crazy this world is, that shit like this can get. You thought your business was bad, that this guy, I mean, to pimp out a a whole dormitory. I hate it for the victims, and I guess, I mean, I know true evil exists, and I guess there are people that are master manipulators on this guy's level, um, but he got caught.
1: Yeah, and here's here's the thing. It makes you question the comment, you know, and, and of course, these are victims. But, I mean, how? It's kind of like I've had friends in the past get caught up in those scams where you end up giving your credit card information Mm -hmm. and stuff over the phone. And I'm like, how in the heck? Yeah. Did you fall for that? I right. mean, it, to me, it's unfathomable. But one woman testified, Woody, that she became a sex worker to try to pay reparations to Ray after being convinced he poised, She poisoned him. Oh, Over four years, she gave Ray two and a half million in installments that averaged between ten thousand a week and fifty thousand a week.
3: That is. That's, walking around with a mattress tied to your back, and pay. I mean, how, how yeah, that's like get? serious booty. Yeah, she's got to be a hottie, huh? Right? You know, I mean, no saying. lack of business here. Yeah, but I mean, but we're not. I mean, and we're not I mean, poking I'm fun at her. But, but the two and a half
1: million dollars in two
2: years. Uh, uh,
1: Dude, she's making cheese at fifty thousand a week. You I know a me? cop
2: in Laverne, Tennessee, that's bitching <laughs> looking at that right now.
1: <laughs> she's like, I could have made that,
2: uh, and Ray had
1: shown no remorse for any of this, he, right. you know, which is typical of manipulators. Right.
2: By the way, Chatbot says that Sarah Lawrence college became co-ed in 1968. There you go. So I'm just a little bit. Golly my, so, my, so the, well, I just knew as, as a kid, I remember it being uh co-ed, but I, I, I mean, being all girls, but I doubt I was thinking about college. at Where, where, age six. where is that college? It's somewhere in the New York area. I'm not yeah. exactly sure.
1: There's something important though that we need to mention in this story, and that is, you know, Ray was not just this loser that well, he was a loser, but he what you know went to prison and and was not well known. He was actually in the world of New York City politics and actually played a huge key role in the former New York City police commissioner, uh basically getting a corruption conviction so he was he was in with people a, and uh, politi- he used that politicians use prostitutes also yeah well he used that influence mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. to get these girls uh, attention and to you know he's showing power and I, I I'm in this political realm and I guess that was an attractor to them initially. Right. Then he'd tell him you poisoned me. Or, or he'd say. <laughs> I don't know how that works. He'd send that one over
3: that paid the $2.5 million in reparations, but they go and they prostitute for the judge or whoever it is, and then he has that
2: power on them. right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you're, on, uh, if you're on DraftKings, I'd take the over on the 15 <laughs> years behind bars <laughs> for, uh, for this guy Not, on this no one.
3: No doubt. For real. Yeah, he's definitely going to do some time. He'll die in prison.
2: Yeah. Moving right along. This one's unbelievable. You guys familiar with Young Thug? You guys are big hip-hop guys, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening I, to it every day. I
1: don't remember him, but I do remember Old Thug. Wow. <laughs> I'm an old thug. <laughs> See, coming— Yes, in, I remember Young Thug. You do? I, I mean, I, for me, You've I've heard, heard, of him. heard of him. You've heard of him. Okay, yeah. so—
2: Coming from California with teenage boys, uh, uh, hip hop's a a big part of uh, of the lifestyle. So I've actually been exposed to uh, to young thugs music over the years. So which is why this particular story. Uh, I thought I saw you ears bleeding. I can't grab, imagine. Grabbed, grabbed my, like uh, my attention. From. Well, there's there's some things here. I, no, I don't listen by choice. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I, I used the word exposed, didn't I? I was right, exposed right, right, right. to some of uh, of his music. So. He is uh, uh he's on trial right now being accused of co-founding a criminal street gang responsible for violent crimes and using his songs and social media to promote it. Yeah. So the Atlanta-based artist whose given name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, not nearly as hip-hop sounding as Young Thug, uh was charged with more than two dozen other people in a sprawling indictment. More charges were added in a second indictment. Fellow rapper Gunna, whose real name is Sergio Kitchens, was also indicted and has since pleaded guilty to a racketeering conspiracy charge. So for those of you who don't know, who is Young Thug? He began rapping as a teenager and became tremendously successful. He started his own record label, which is called YSL Young, Young Stoner Stone Life, Young Stoner Stone. YSL oh, I, baby. Uh, have to admit that my son, when I said YSL, what does it stand for? He nailed he did. it. Um, so Young Thug serves as the CEO of Young Stoner Life Records. He first gained widespread attention in 2013 with his mixtape 1017 Thug, 1017 Thug. Or 1017 <laughs> one thousand seventeen thug. 1017 one zero one seven. We're pretty sure the thug part, the first four what? numbers, have us. Uh,
1: What's ten seventeen mean, police code? Ten seventeen uh, bathroom. Does it really? Yeah. Bathroom thug. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Could, I, I thought it might be murder or something uh, where he can. Uh-huh. Could very well be. Um, he moved on to have uh, several other. Uh, albums, Barter Six in 2015, Jeffrey in 2016, So Much Fun in 2019, which became his first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. Mm-hmm. The rapper who currently has over 26 million monthly listeners on Spotify. I
1: don't think we need to cover all that. that- uh know every hit he's ever had. Well, I'm a big fan of Spotify
2: and, <laughs> gonna, and uh, often check, going often check the charts. So at 26 million, he's a, he's a major player on Spotify. Yes. That would probably, uh, I don't know, at least multi-millionaire, top no doubt about that. So. Okay. So since we're not going to give you the rest of young thugs resume, you can get that online. Uh, here are the charges. Last May, he and twenty-seven other associates of his YSL record label were uh, were charged in an indictment that claims that YSL is actually a violent street gang and affiliated with the National Bloods gang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, record label becomes street gang. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, I see it on these videos and stuff, and I'm not directly familiar with him, but they they do like the street scenes and, and the motorbikes racing and displaying the guns and the pounds of weed and stuff like that. So where these guys are fucked at is the Rico statue, which is a continuing and mm-hmm. ongoing criminal organization. And they brought that in to originally deal with the mafia. Well, I submit to you that the Bloods and the Crips are, are ongoing criminal organizations and these dumbasses do these videos and they get a lot. I mean, People love them, evidently. But if you're going to be showing your your firearms and your pounds of weed, even though they can't prove it uh, t- in totality, uh, if they go back through all the stuff, and that's your ass, right?
1: That's right. And uh, Rico. For those of you that ain't familiar with it, in the, right. in the mid-'80s probably to the early-'90s, that was the number one tool used by the FBI to take down the mob, right. period. Right. Uh, they were getting beat, beat, beat every time they went to court against the Dapper Don. And, yeah. uh Teflon Don. The Teflon, yeah, the Dapper Don. The Teflon Don, and so they used the RICO statute to have a way to convict these uh, mafia heads without having like all this evidence.
3: Instead of charging them for one crime, they would do a totality of the crimes and put it together and then uh, racketeering, whatever corrupt organization Rico has got teeth
1: it totally took down the mob for all intents, at least what it was then. I right. believe there's still a mob around, but sure. they don't have the power they used to in 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 uh, in the certain areas that they used to be in. Now, that being said, they use that same statute to go after young thug. I have a couple problems with this. Um, f- you know, number one, one of their arguments is that. A uh, young thug raps about crimes that he actually committed in his music. So they're they're using his music as a confession. I think that's total bullshit. I don't think you can use someone's music. And look, let me tell you, there's a term out there, and, Suge, I know you're listening to me. I know you're listening to me in that jail cell right now, and you're thinking the same thing I am. Suge Knight's thinking studio gangster. And that's what they called these guys. They created a persona, and they're one person on a rap video, and on the other end of that, they are nowhere near the same person. Now, that's not to say that Young Thug is not. But you can't go off of a a, uh, music that he's written to create a persona because it creates a precedent where you – no one's going to be able to even be creative and go outside of themselves and rap about well, anything. Well, they they without worrying about getting. I
3: understand what you're accused saying. Accused of something. I understand what you're saying, but you, you could talk about it and freedom of speech and all that. But they they went back and tied this into an ongoing criminal organization, and some of the things he rapped about, they proved those proved he yes, actually and did that's, those it, crimes, and so using the music to promote it. That's just one of the many.
1: But that's a, and that's okay that if they use that to come up with evidence to right, find a right. crime and then charge Basically, him with that crime, it's a whole other thing. He told them
3: to because he had dirt of a mouth. He wanted to rap about his shit, and they were like, "Oh, let's see if it's true." They go back and prove it's true. Boom.
1: But yeah. that, but then you prove the crime. Right. But to me, that that's different than using the rap music as evidence, uh, because. Man, vanilla ice was not a right. He's he a I mean, fake
3: gangster. Yeah, he's a fake but, gangster. But, but again, you got to think about it like this. They listened to the music and, you know, I'm sure they had um, Certain crimes have been committed even before that. So he's on the radar, right? And they were like, just like the mafia has always been on the radar. And it just goes on for 10 years or whatever it was. And they were like, fuck it. Let's start building a case on him. And the RICO is feds. And one thing the feds never do is rush, and they are going to come correct. And evidently, we don't know what all – if, you know, they had some – what put them on the radar to begin with. They might have evidence of crime. They're like, mm, we can get them in state court for this one little crime, but let's see how many people we get. And I think you said it was like 27 of them. That, yep. So there was a real criminal element there. However they got it, uh, I'm sure it was by more than just rap music. right?
2: Well, it, it'd be a really dangerous precedent to set.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the other side, if I'm doing all this bad shit, I'm not going to put it out to the world that I'm doing all this bad shit.
2: Well, yeah. on the other side, you know, they could finally get Neil Sadaka for you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're uh, right? which yeah. taking him out of play would be good.
1: And I would like to say that <laughs> I'm a fan of Vanilla <laughs> Ice. What
2: he didn't like the Neil Sedaka. <laughs> Uh,
3: no, I'm I just trying to place who it was.
1: And they came
3: out, and he, and now he's addicted to meth and shit like that, and had his home building show. He was never a gangster and grew up in an all-white neighborhood, yeah. middle-class Miami, whatever. Miami. So very, very interesting story.
0: He um, is a
2: lyrical poet. That's
3: right.
2: Uh, <laughs> 5.0. The, the, highlight, <laughs> yeah. the, the highlight for me of looking at this case— was looking at Judge Ural Glanville reciting the lyrics from Young Thug's 2016 single, Slime Shit, in court. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, you want to take a shot at the lyrics? Do you <laughs> have do. the lyrics? I don't yeah, have the go, lyrics. Go, anyway. You got the lyrics. Hey, here, here, here. Well.
3: All
1: right. <laughs> hey, this, that, slime shit. Hey, YSL shit. Hey, killing one, two shit. Hey, fuck a jail shit. And it goes on from there. I done put a whole slime on a hundred licks.
2: <laughs> I I really want that translated. Can we get Urban Dictionary on I done put a whole oh slime gosh. on a hundred licks?
3: I yeah. No idea. I don't either.
2: But, I mean, if the judge is specifically – Citing. I mean right. he's it's specifically probably, citing that. has gotta song. be on video one.
3: somewhere. Yeah, and probably I'm ties back that. to one of
1: his crimes.
2: Putting a slime on a hundred licks is
1: Look, if y'all listen to this on like you know, Spotify or something like that, and you can find that YouTube video, send us a link. Yeah, I wanna see it. I wanna see the judge saying it. I'm gonna save
2: my brain space for something better. Well, we're joking about it, but using song lyrics as evidence of uh of crimes committed, I not, think a is, 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 uh, not a fan is is an overreach for sure.
1: I think so. Free speech.
2: The judge read the N word out loud. In, yeah, uh, Corey. Yep, that's what I said. Really? Right well, that was a show chock full of interesting crimes, right? Fire,
3: fire, fire! It was people, indeed. and and we love y'all. And uh, tune in, again. share
1: this with other others on all your social right. media platforms, and help us spread the word of yeah. the. You know, the best news show on
3: Absolute. Hey, tell radio. tell a different real quick on uh, Real Life Real Crime. This week, On this coming week, you will get an uh, old school edition Courtney Coco series done. But more importantly, we have the Lopa, the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency ticket, raffle tickets on sale for the Crew Bash, the fourth annual Crew Bash, which tickets are also on sale for on, on eventbrite.com for that. But if y'all get a chance, come back and listen to Old School RRC and
1: RRC Daily. Absolutely. And yeah. I would like to throw in there that Young Thug will be performing with Chase
2: Tyler. <laughs> that may not be true. Yeah. Not. We'll have to check on that.
1: That's going to wrap it up for today. Perfect. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton.
2: And I'm Mike Agavino.
1: And we'll see you on Monday for the next edition of Real Life, Real Crime
2: Daily. Daily. Peace. 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 Shubh business. <laughs>